Hello and welcome back to the Voices of Vic podcast with me, Ben Aiton. Uh, we're back with a new episode for you all. Um, and as you can see, the screen is full tonight. We touched upon it last week with new members being added to the Voices of Vic. And two of them are back tonight, permanent members of the Voices of Vic. So a warm welcome to Joe Thomas and Katie Curley. Is Kirkley, yeah. Kirkley, so sorry, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're all that permanent members um, to the voice of Victor. You're going to see their faces and hear their voices a lot this season, um, helping me and Mike out. And then also we've got that fifth member in Cameron Smart as well, Mike's younger brother. Um, so yeah, we're going to have much more content for you all this season. Um, we've actually brought you a new feature to the programme as well, um, the lowdown, which is basically we're going to be interviewing opposition fans and getting their views on signings that Watford have just made from their football club. So it's a good way of getting an insight of the kind of players we're, we're um, signing um, to give us more of an inkling of what we've actually got to come to Vicarage Road. Um, so if you haven't checked that out already, go have a look on our YouTube page where Cameron's interviewed um, a gentleman from the Reading podcast and spoken to him about Tom Ince, which is really interesting. So I do recommend um, having a look at that. But we'll jump straight into it. Um, Watford have announced a lot of news since Friday last week. Um, so we'll jump straight into it for the first one. Um, Craig Cathcart, long-serving member of Watford Football Club. On Friday, Watford announced that long-serving defender Craig Cathcart would be departing the club after the, um, after his contract expired with the club. Northern Ireland International, um, having played a hugely significant role in the Hornets' success in recent history, scoring eight goals and helping them keep, helping them keep over 70 clean sheets in 262 appearances over two spells at the club. Uh, he originally joined Watford in 2009 uh, from a loan spell from Manchester United, and then he rejoined Watford ahead of a 2014-15 season um, on a free transfer from Blackpool. Um, Mike, I'll come to you first on this one. Obviously, he's, he's been at the club for an awful long time. It's probably the best bit of transfer that the Pozzo families have done at, at their time at the club. Are you sad to see Craig Cathcart go? Um, do you think he, he could have maybe had a role to play with at Vicar Road this season? Or is it time to maybe move him on? Yeah, I think it's the right time to, to move him on. He's been a fantastic servant at the club and I, I, I cannot fault him. You know, he's got Watford in his heart and I think he's shown that with ever since he's been at the club. You know, a bit like Tom Cleverley, who we'll talk about in a minute. Um, you know, he, he, he does split the room, especially recently. You know, many fans saying, should he really still be playing and should he have played as much as, as a part as he has done recently? But for me, every time he puts on that Watford shirt, you can tell he cares, he gets it, he gets the club and he's had to play out of position and he he just gives 100% and recently players like that have been hard to come by for Watford. So um, I'm absolutely gutted to see him go, but like you said, I think it is the right decision. If we're having a bit of a rebuild, you can't really be sort of clinging on to players like that. But um, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad if we kept him for like a year or two. Uh, and then just had him sort of behind the scenes experience. As we all know, the Championship's a long old season, so we could have used him midweek games. It's relentless in the Championship. But so many 
good memories of Cathcart in a Watford shirt, that picture being one of them. Um, you know, and he, he, he'll go down in Watford folklore 100%. And I'm, uh, I'm gutted he's leaving. And whoever he goes to next, he's picking up a, a very experienced, very good championship defender. Yeah, I think he's been linked with a move to Ipswich Town. Um, so he potentially could be rocking up at Vicarage Road next season. Um, Casey, I'm just flicking through a, a few of the photos of um, Craig Cathcart and his spell at Watford Football Club. What would you say your probably favourite moment of his has been in that um, yellow shirt? Um, well, actually, the first pick, uh, the one of the... Um... Yeah, that one. I'd probably say I remember that so clearly... And I remember um, when he scored, like, I was, like, had chewing gum in my mouth and I literally, like, swallowed it because I was cheering and I literally started choking in, like, the crowd because we were celebrating so much. But I would definitely say that's probably one of my favorite. When I think of Craig, I do think of that. But again, like Mike was saying, he's, every time he's come on the pitch, he's put in like 110%, you know, every game. Uh, I mean, yeah, recently it's different, but before, you know, he obviously cares so much about the club and he does seem like a really nice guy. Like when he does that Irish dancing in the um, promotion vlog, that was, you know, it just shows like he does seem like a really a nice guy. So I am sad to see him go as well. But again, it, I think it's the right time. Yeah, and Joe, do you think that's what we'll probably miss around um, London County training ground? It, it's it's not just the player and how experienced he is, but it's actually the character of the guy as well. And you heard about him being the actual like the Joker in the changing room, and because you don't actually see a lot of interviews with um, Craig Cathcart, but the players have got a lot to say about him. Do you think we're going to miss that part of Craig Cathcart? And and also, what's your favourite memory of him in a Watford shirt? Uh, favourite memory has to be, um, I'm going to have to say Birmingham overhead kick in that promotion uh, season. That was a huge, huge goal. If we hadn't have scored that, we wouldn't have been in the position we were in um, at, at, towards the end of the season. He'd come up with a, well, I can only be described as a worldie, I think, um, at, at the time. Um, but, um, yeah, in terms of um, what he brings to the club, I mean, he he's what we call a leader, isn't he, in the dressing room? I think um, he he's going to be sorely missed by um, by everybody. He brings a lot of um, a lot of character, a lot of charisma to the team. Like you say, no one has really has a bad word to say about him. He's always been really great when he comes out. I've seen him with the fans, and the fans absolutely love him. And he's always got time for people. Um, so yeah, he's he's definitely going to be missed. Um, I was on the fence. I'll be honest. I would have been like Mike said, if he'd have stayed for another year and been a squad player for this year, I wouldn't have been disappointed because he's great to have. And I think if we're going to get some people that are maybe a bit inexperienced in the championship, it would have been good to have him around. But you know, it, it, if he goes to someone like Ipswich, they're going to get a great player, aren't they? So good luck to him and all the best for the future. Yeah, wishing him all the best for the future. And Mike, just quickly, um, your favourite moment for Craig Cathcart? Yeah, I, for me, it, it would have to be, not not to um, be repetitive here, but it would have to be that Birmingham goal. I mean, uh, I, would, I had a lot of my mates come down to, to Watford for the for the game for that. And we, we went out in Watford afterwards. And I think, like Joe said, it, it was pivotal that season because I think that put us two wins away. So I think had we not won that game, I think it would have had to have gone down to the last game of the season. 
Um, but yeah, he, absolutely brilliant goal. Uh, and uh, uh, another one as well, which is probably, it's not a goal, but more a performance. Uh, I seem to remember him filling it right back a numerous amount of times. I think Norwich was one of them, not um, not the season just gone. But um, he, he played against Norwich one of the seasons and he was superb at right back. Um, so, yeah, that, they're, they're my two standout memories of, uh, of Craig. Yeah, no, it's good memories. Fantastic servant for a club. It's a shame he's not going to get a testimonial. He just fell short of it. But then again, Mariapa didn't get a testimonial or a goodbye. So at least he can take that away with him. That he's got a goodbye from Watford Football Club. Um, so next through the revolving doors at um, WD18, uh, it was a pair that was announced Saturday morning that was leaving Watford. It was on Saturday morning. Watford announced two further departures in Domingos Quina and Mario Gaspar. Um, Quina joins Italian side, Undanese. You might have heard that side um, on a permanent transfer. The 23-year-old scored three goals in 37 appearances for Watford after signing from West Ham United on a transfer deadline day. Um, he featured 14 times during the 2021 Sky Bet Championship campaign and helped for Hornets secure promotion to a Premier League. Um, also departing is Mario Gaspar. His contract's been terminated by mutual consent. The Spanish defender made 33 appearances in all competitions following his arrival from Villarreal last July. Um, Joe, um, I imagine you're not very upset about these two players. Quinn has not really hit the heights since that debut season. Gaspar, uh, he, he wasn't recruited for Rob's plans last year, so I, I doubt you're very unhappy that they're leaving. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not, I'll be honest. Um I think Keener's a shame because there was a lot of things said good about him. I think, I, I don't know, I think we, sometimes we're not very good, are we, when we sign young players um, over the last, I'd probably say the last 10 years, we sign these exciting young players and sometimes we don't do the right things with them. They're not, the, the, the training and the, the fitness and things isn't done the right way. They're sent out on loan spells, they don't, come back maybe at the right time. I think another example is probably Penaranda with that. You know, he's another exciting player that we were all meant to get hyped up about. Didn't really sort of go well, did it? So Keane is probably the same as that. Um, but, you know, again, wishing well for the future. He was he's, a, he's an exciting player. If he gets the game time, I think he'd be great. Um, and Gaspar, um, yeah, I was, I've got to say, I was actually quite, I was a little bit excited when we signed him thinking that he would be a good replacement for, for Mina. When you look at, looked at his stats, he was captain for Villarreal for, what, nine, ten straight seasons, made like over 300 appearances. And you think, crikey, why has he come here? There's there's a reason why he did end up with us in the end. And and uh, they ended up with Firmino. But, um, yeah, I think I was probably done with him after his uh, awkward tweet, the Luton, uh, Luton weekend, when he, when he got all his days wrong, bless him. <laughs> Yeah, you just needed the floor to swallow you up, didn't you, at that point, after a terrible defeat in the derby. And then he posted a picture saying, let's go Hornets or something, didn't he, on the evening. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. Uh, maybe it's to a, similar to Jolyon Lescott tweeting um, with his, um, um, what was it, his keys tweeted a picture from his pocket instead of him tweeting something for Manchester City back in the days. Um, but, um, <laughs> Katie, with, when it comes to Mario Gaspar, um, what did you kind of make of his spell at Watford? Obviously, he, he came in, he replaced Kiko Feminia. He uh, obviously hasn't got the pace that Kiko um, had, but 
he really struggled to adapt to English football, it seems like, in those first few months. I think he had quite big shoes to fill as well. Like, Kiko was really good for us. And he was, like, almost the complete opposite. I mean, you know, maybe if he had had more time, it could have been different. But, like, it was quite inconsistent. Like, he, you know, don't get me wrong, he, there were a few games I remember where he actually did play quite well. Like, but the bad kind of outweighed the good. Um, I just don't think he was up to speed. He just, I yeah, he just didn't really get it. Nothing really clicked. He could do the job when he wanted to, but that wasn't all the time. So I think getting rid of him has definitely, it's it's a good thing that he's gone because I just don't think he added anything to the team. Can I just yeah, point no, something I... out really quickly, actually? Sorry, he, sorry to cut in. When he played in centre midfield um, on a couple of occasions, I actually thought he did better in centre midfield in those games we were desperate than what he did at right back. So to give him some credit, he was actually good in midfield. That game against yeah. Norwich where he had to fill in, that, yeah. was, that was unbelievable. Me and Cam went to that game and he was outstanding that game. Uh, he almost scored against Birmingham as well early on in the season and he got cleared off the line. Uh, but yeah, just completely... Yeah, you can see why Villarreal weren't kids keep him. <laughs> it, it wasn't just that he played centre midfield away at Norwich where we won. He actually played centre midfield and partnered Leonardo Bacuna in midfield. I think that's what shot the majority of the Watford fans as well. But Gasper actually played in the midfield too with Bacuna and we actually picked up three points. It was just <laughs> like, what on earth has happened? This Norwich side is really shocking. Um, but yeah, I think um, Sean Stewart's popped up with a comment saying Gasper has to be the oldest 32-year-old I've ever seen. He was so off the pace. And he did get rinsed a few times with his pace down that right-hand side, Mike, didn't he? But like, he, like Joe alluded to there, he, his best, better performances maybe were in midfield because he didn't have to use his pace as much as it, what he would have done over on the right-hand side. Oh, yeah, look, at the end of the day, it's an experienced player, isn't he? You know, you like Joe picked up on you, you don't spend nine, ten years as captain of Villarreal if you're if you're you know a crap player. He's got experience. It's just unfortunate that he doesn't have experience in this league and their gambles that you take sometime. I mean, we know more than anyone. You look at um when the Pozzos first come in, how how many of those they shipped over from Granada and Udinese? And some had played in the Europa League, Champions League, through the Nazi. And some made the cut and some did, didn't. Um, and unfortunately, Gaspar falls in the bracket of not making the cut. But yeah, uh, as you as you rightly point out, I mean, I'm still in shock to this day. And Norwich away was was way back when. Uh, but him and him and Pakuna, they, um, they, they midfield maestros against Norwich that game, but he, he's, he used his experience very well there. I thought he played a very clever game. But the, the, the one thing I'm happy about, Ben, is we've acknowledged that he's perhaps not had the best season and we've got rid of him. Too many times in the past, a player hasn't done very well, but we've kept hold of him. And you're sort of thinking, well, for what reason? Is it because we can't be asked to get someone in? We don't have the finances to get someone in? We're slowly seeing things change and we're getting rid of players that you wouldn't expect us to get rid of in the past. And we are now finally having that rebuild, which is probably about three years overdue, but it's happening. So can't can't argue with that. 
Yeah, just quickly, I know Katie missed the episode last week when we talked about the fans forum, and I mentioned that I was actually sat next to Katie for that. Um, and I spoke about how I felt about the meeting. But just quickly, Katie, when you came out of the meeting last week, did you feel a bit more reassured with Watford's transfer strategy for this window? Because obviously they was alluding to saying what they was going to do with um, tailoring players to what Ismail actually wants for his squad. But at the moment, it's actually looking like they're actually getting rid of maybe a lot of Deadwood in this squad, which won't be fitting into the style that he's looking to play next um, season. Are you feeling a bit more reassured coming out of that meeting and maybe seeing what they're actually done in the last week? I mean, like, I remember one of the questions they did say, like, they were looking to, like, relieve all the, like, old players who were on too much of a high contract. But, like, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, like, cool. Are we really going to do that? Like, I didn't actually believe it. Like, I didn't actually think, oh, yeah, they're going to get rid of, like, the Cleverleys and the Cathcarts and the Truce to like, I actually didn't think they were going to do that. I thought maybe they would get rid of, like, one. But I didn't come out of a meeting reassured about that. But now I'm like, oh, they were actually being serious. Like, yeah. that's what they meant. And I do think it is quite a positive thing of what they're doing like we've all been calling for this for like the last two three seasons even and now they're finally doing it yeah there's a lot more to be done and if you get rid of the players you have to bring in the players so you know it's not all okay well, yeah let's just get rid of everybody because we if you look at our squad like it's quite small now and we have lost a lot of experienced players but I do I do think I get what they were saying at the meeting about the plans for the summer and I do think it is coming together and it is making us feel more confident because we're actually seeing it happen. And then same question to you, Joe. I know you didn't attend the meeting, but you, you wasn't on our last podcast to get your views on how you felt the meeting went. But uh, how are you feeling with the whole strategy for the summer at the moment? Are you feeling a bit more reassured with it as well? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say so. I think um, I think it's good. Like you, you know, um, we've been saying the last week in our chat that it's great that day by day you're seeing another player that you probably don't think is right for the squad anymore going, and you think this is great that we're starting to build something around what Ishmael wants and uh, and what his coaching staff want as well. So yeah, you know, as I keep keep saying, hopefully this guy will get time. Hopefully, we'll give everything he wants. We'll get the players in he needs, and we'll give him the time to um, implement everything um, in a reasonable uh, in a reasonable time frame, rather than ten games this year. But yeah, yeah. no, go like you say, definitely, definitely reassured, and everything that's happened so far is a positive, in my opinion, so far. So, yeah, yeah, and um, Mike. Um... I put, I'm I'm actually really excited for this new season now. And I know we, we've still got lots of players to go through that they've maybe got rid of in the last day or so or rumoured to go and then a couple of players to bring in. But isn't it nice to see how proactive Watford have been in this transfer window? They've not been delaying things. They know they've got a job to do. They've got down to business. And I think you have to get rid of the players first before you bring in the players. Mm-hmm. But it's actually nice to see them being so preactive, isn't it? Because this is what we needed when we got relegated last year. They've delayed it by 12 months, but we're finally seeing it now. 
how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I, I think you make a brilliant point there. Like I said uh, earlier, you know, we've we've been needing an overhaul for three years now, and it's just not happened. So to see these sort of players leave, it's sort of like wow, okay. And every year, you know, the last few seasons have been horrendous for Watford fans. And at the end of each season, you're like, oh, football's finished now. Thank God, I could switch off, you know, keep away, and then I don't have to be back till August. And every bloody year. They get you in, they reel you in. We're playing Boreham Wood tomorrow night and I am buzzing. I'm not going, <laughs> but I'm buzzing. Because it's like pre-season's back, like Watford are back and seeing all these outgoings and you're like, incomings, are, they're going to be happening. And it very much sounds like, and listen, this might come back to bite me on the arse a bit here, but it very much sounds like we are actually going to back Ishmael. And that is the main thing. We have not seen that throughout the, the entirety of the Poxos. You look back to even Zola's time. Zola was probably brought in, Italian, legend in a game, and the Poxos probably said, right, we're going to bring in a shed load, a lorry load of Udinese and Granada signings, um, make it work. And it was fantastic. You know, they, they took to his football like a duck to water. But over the years, it doesn't work like that. So now... It's bloody annoying it's taken this long, but now it seems like slowly but surely the Pozzos are probably realising, look, if this player wants to play this way, we have to buy players. And look, I think the Rob Edwards thing is, was massive. You know, the, the fact that he, he left and joined our rivals and then got promoted with them and all we had to do was recruit to his style. I, 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 the Pozzos probably won't admit it, but I think that was a real kick up the arse for him. So... Um, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm buzzing for this season. I, I really, really am, and it, it's it's barely even started yet. So I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully tomorrow we might have uh, a couple of new signings because at the moment I don't know what team they're going to be putting out. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, don't worry, guys. I'm still here. My my screen has frozen. Hopefully you can still hear me. Um, but yeah, um, I think you must be the only guy in the UK was actually excited for a fixture against Boreham Wood. Um, I'm, I'm no, I'm not excited with a £15 entry fee. Um, that is criminal. So, um, I didn't actually know it was £15 since Katie put it in the group chat the other day and it has put me off wanting to go because obviously lot the, the, um, it's just so expensive nowadays with everything, isn't it? And I'm like, £15 for a friendly, I'm not going to do that. Save my money for the away days that are coming up in the season. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to now another fantastic servant for a football club um, in Tom Cleverley. So he was announced a few hours after Gaspar and Quinna leaving that revolving door. Um, Watford announced that club captain Tom Cleverley is retiring from football as a result of injury at the age of 33. The midfielder has had a dreadful run of injuries, which has limited him to just four appearances last season. His final outing for the club coming as a substitute in the home game against Blackburn Rovers in February. He made 181 appearances for the Hornets, including a loan spell in the 2009 and 10 season, where he picked up the player of the season award. He then joined the club again in 2017 after a permanent move from Everton. Uh, Cleverly went on to score 19 goals for Watford Football Club. Um, Katie, I'm going to come to you on this one. Fantastic 
example of a pro footballer in Tom Cleverley. He left his all on that pitch. He, some might say he left his Achilles on this pitch after that injury uh, against um, Burnley. But how how do you feel about Tom Cleverley going? Obviously, he's had to retire as well, so it must be gutted for him as well. Yeah, I think it's similar to like Cathcart, like in the sense that like it was the right time. And obviously with Cleverly, like his body just could not keep up. Like like we were saying, the championship is a really tough league. Like it was clear when he had his bad run of injuries and then he even injured himself coming on as a substitute. Like, you know, that's when you know it's bad. Like he I mean, not as a substitute, uh, in the warm up or he was literally like warming up and then he like injured himself and he had to go off. Uh I think it's a shame that he's had to retire, but I think he can retire and look back. He's had like some great memories. Um, you know, he's been all over. And obviously I'm not sure if the club have like announced, but like I think he might be coming in still working around the club. Like, you know, that's great for him. I think he's a great role model um for younger players to look up to. So I really think it's a shame that he had to, he's had to retire, but I think it's a good time for him to go. He's honestly such a legend. Like he's he was one of my favorite players um, when I was kind of like growing up and getting into uh, Watford. But honestly, like he and he also seems like a really nice guy as well. Like a good character, good everything. So honestly, can't fault him. But a shame to see him retire. Like forever but you know I think again it's the same with Cathcart good for the clear out but keep around the club he obviously means a lot to the club and the club means a lot to him Ben's on mute at the moment I don't think he realises <laughs> <laughs> how about now there we go. You again. <laughs> I was just reading out um, Ross Putnam. I've had an absolute mare here. My um, webcam crashed. I've had to plug in my stair one. Then I've muted myself. I'm having an absolute mare. I'm having a Mario Gaspar. Let's just call it that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Ross Putnam says that Clebs, a Watford legend, gave everything. And I hope he is just being kept on as a coach. And um, Katie alluded to it there. Watford said that. Hit, uh, uh, Watford Football Club and Tom will release a statement soon with some exciting news. Uh, I've heard that potentially under 18 coach um, with Charlie Daniels moving up to the under 21s. Um, so we'll have to watch this space now. But um, Mike Russ has said that Watford legend, would you put him in that category? Uh, I would, absolutely. You know, he, he, look at the, the stats on the, the rolling across the bottom of the screen 191 appearances. Let's not forget as well, he won player of the season, I think, when he was on loan yeah. with us uh, from Manchester United. Now, I don't know whether that was young player of the season or just normal player of the season. Um, he's had two brilliant spells at the club. Again, there'll be a few people that argue we perhaps kept him on for too long. If the if the rumours are, are to be believed as to how much he was p being paid a week, um, the, the, the rumoured figure was 50 grand a week. That is a lot of money to keep someone on who is spent a lot of time injured recently, but much like Craig Cathcart, a natural born leader. You, if anyone follows him on social media, on Instagram, for example, you only have to look at the amount of messages 
that he reposted that he got, you know, some big names, Rio Ferdinand, um, the De Silva brothers that were, uh, not De Silva, the, um, the the brothers that played for Manchester United. Um, you got Rio Ferdinand, you know, some real big, big names. And you don't get those thank yous if you're a half-arse player. So he's quite clearly well-liked and he's been absolutely brilliant servant for Watford. Bit of a shame recently he's not be maybe lived up to, to what he used to. But another one, always gave 100% when he was on that pitch. And I know people will say, no, he didn't. He always looked knackered, but he did. That lockdown season where we went up, I thought he was brilliant that season. He was so yeah. pivotal. And much like when you need a Ben Watson, when you need a, a Matthew Connolly, he was that ever-present figure. So I've got nothing but good things to say about Cleverly. And hopefully the rumours are true and he's staying in the coaching setup because that's what we need at the end of the day. We need coaches here that know the club inside out. And yeah. if, if Clevsy's going to be under 18s, then my words, you know, what a mentor he'll be for them young lads. Yeah, it'll be fantastic to see him um, staying at the club. And, and Joe, what what would your favourite memory be of um, Tom Cleverley? Um I've got a picture up here of him being the, that young boy travelled to Watford from Manchester. He's probably left Manchester for the first time. Um, my my favourite memory um, is it's nothing from his footballing days. It is maybe pointing to Lloyd Dorley and showing him where the crowd was when he scored that first goal. Uh, that, that's probably my favourite um, moment of his. But w- what about you? There's so many to pick from uh, from Tom Cleverley. Um, I probably, um, in the message I posted on Instagram to him, I think, um, thanking him, I think Arsenal at home in the Premier League in the last minute when we, um, I mean, it was absolute carnage, absolute carnage in the, uh, in the rookery when that went in, um, that was a special moment, but you know what, when he came to Watford in 2009, he was only 18 and it was, we actually had him and Henry Lansbury in the same season. It was frightening just how good those two players were for us that year. Um, and I remember saying, I mean, he, he got injured towards the end of the season. I think it was like March time and he ended up on crutches for the remainder of the season. And it was touch and go whether he'd play at the end of the season and people were gutted. He didn't get to come on the pitch and say goodbye. Um, but as you saw from that po- photo I posted in the in our group chat last week that I got with him outside the ground, he always, even at 18, being a young lad, I had time for fans, I had time for people. Um, and yeah, he'll he'll be sorely missed around the club. Um, but if he's a coach, then fantastic. Like Mike said, he's going to be a great mentor and they will learn a lot from him. So good luck to him. Uh, Katie, what would your favourite Tom Cleverley moment be? I was literally going to say the Arsenal at home here as well. I just be, remember being literally like or nearly thrown down like 10 rows no that was the atmosphere was so good that day and yeah it was great and what about you Mike just to be different I'll go with the Crystal Palace I think that won us the game didn't it yeah the the volley in the uh, FA Cup final season um that that was um that, that was absolutely brilliant, that was. And uh, I wasn't there, but it looked carnage in the away end and it's always good to win at Palace. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, definitely. I, I was there for that one. It, a fantastic goal. And for him to get his foot over a ball as well, 
because it, it was at such an awkward height for him as well to get him it, it on target and it it was so close to the angle of the goal as well for him to find that spot was just fantastic and another thing about Tom Cleverley is well he brings that leadership and everything onto the pitch but I don't know if you've all noticed whenever a goal went in but Watford scored he'll be the first one over to celebrate with the players as well um, so he kind of brought that togetherness and he was always there supporting his teammates uh, yeah he, he will be missed on the football pitch obviously his legs have gone um, but it'd be great to have him in a, in around that um, training ground still so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what his future holds um, going forward um, so we'll move on to a player that's departed this evening actually um, and it's William Trucy Con. He's actually joined Greek top flight side. I'm going to butcher this because I've never said it before. Is it Pack, Mike? I think that's how you say it. Yeah, Pack. Yeah. All right. I've done all right then. Uh, Pack for an undisclosed fee. The 29-year-old made um, 68 appearances during a three-year spell with the Hornets, having arrived in September 2020. Um, during this season, the centre-half was a key part of a record-breaking defensive unit um, that conceded only 30 goals in the 2021 20, um, season, um, the joint fewest in the championship history and what was lowest ever tally as a promotion as the promotion was secured. And I'll come to you on this one, Mike. Um, I, he's not really been in and around the team for a while. It was kind of used as a bit of a scapegoat uh, by a lot of Watford fans. It's never really... I, I know we've said about the defensive record that he was involved in, but other than that, it hasn't really worked out for Trucy Con at Watford, has it? Not as much as he would have liked, No. Uh, and it's a real shame as well because he he's a Watford fan at the end of the day. So he's going to want to, you know, play for his boiled club. His family are all season ticket holders and he's going to want to do better, you know, more than anyone else. He, he, he's he got the club ingrained in his heart. And I think for a lot of sticky gets, I think a lot of people seem to forget that he was behind this meeting that went on after Coventry and again, in the Premier League season, I think. Um, and, you know, he, he's another one that cares for the club. But with that being said, there was a few... Well, the, that first season back in the Premier League, in that, that picture you're showing there, that, that season, um, it was quite clear that he was out of his depth a lot of the time. Um, I seem to remember Brentford away where we completely ballsed it up. Dennis took the, we scored, Dennis took the lead. And I think it was him, uh, it was Truce that gave away the probably the most um, stupidest foul I've ever seen. Like so unavoidable. And so there was no need for to go diving in as well in the last minute. And Brentford went to, uh, went on to, to win the game. But it, it, you know, it's all well and good being nice, but being nice gets you nowhere in football, unfortunately. You can have all the nice characters in the world, but if they're not good enough, they're not good enough. And unfortunately, Troost hasn't been. And, you know, he, his confidence took a knock. He come off, um, he come off social media for a prolonged amount of time because of the abuse he was getting. And uh, he, he just didn't look the same after that wobble that he had. And he got dropped, obviously, and found it tough to sort of break back into the team. But, um, I, I, I believe his loan spell in Italy was was relatively successful, and I wish him nothing but the best in in um, in Greece as well. 
Yeah, definitely. And I know Katie that he he he's probably wasn't the best of footballers, but he had a lot to say in the dressing room for Watford. He was a massive part on Watford getting promoted that season. Um, how do you feel about True Seek on it? I mean, now that you say he only joined in 2020, why do I feel like he was here for like five years? Like, it feels like he was here for ages and he was only here for like, th- I don't know. Anyway, um, I think, yeah, I think he, again, a very leadership style player who obviously did bring a lot to the team, um, but just not very good. Uh, he had that one season where he was brilliant and then after that you know when we were in the Premier League oh god there's a lot I can think of about him you know ducking Left out the her away when he ducked yeah. comes to my mind oh that was not not good uh so I think it's a shame to see him go because I do think like you were saying he obviously cares about the club and his family are hot for fans and everything so Part of me would be like, oh, you know, it obviously hasn't worked out great for him, but I'm not very sad to see him go. I think he obviously went through a lot, but I don't think he's some with again with the clear out. It's just people who are not reaching a certain standard, and there's really no point keeping people who are just backseat passengers, really. Yeah, and Joe, one thing that probably comes to a lot of Watford fans' minds when you talk about True Seacon is that incident at home with Luton Town. Is that is that one memory that you'll take away from his time at Vicarage Road? I was literally just about to do the old uh, the old way, um, but yeah, <laughs> no, that um, yeah. When when you think of him, he, he that was probably his best game, wasn't it? In a Watford shirt, um, scored and and then gave uh, gave it some to the opposition as well. So. Um, yeah, it's a shame. It, shame it didn't work out for for him. But um, yeah, keep it brief. But wish him wish him all the best for the future, um, and hope he succeeds in um, uh, in, in Greece like he did in Italy. Because uh, I don't know if you saw his uh, Instagram post. His last game in Italy, he won the game at the club he was at in the ninety sixth minute, didn't he? With a with a with a goal. So he um, yeah, he's he's a great guy. And like I say, wish him all the best. Was that a goal that against Indonesia? As I was well? going to say, I'm pretty sure he scored against Indonesia in the last minute. Yeah, yeah, probably I think one, what they got rid of. Yeah, I was going to say, Pop says, "Fuck this, see you later, mate." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's truce for memories. Um, so yeah, um, true Seacon has left Watford after a couple of years at Vicarage Road. Uh, we now move on to not someone who's left Watford yet, but he has been rumoured to. Um, great spot from Cameron in our WhatsApp group the other day. Um, Daniel Batman. Daniel Batman, Watford goalkeeper, is attracting interest from a number of championship clubs. The Austrian international has a year left on his deal and could be available at a cut price. The 28-year-old joined Watford in 2017 on a free transfer from Stoke City. 
um, after struggling to get any game time at Vicarage Road in his first year. He spent the following year on loan at Kilmarnock for the 2018-19 season, where he helped him achieve um, the goal of European football for the first time in the 18 years. Um, he returned back to Watford for the 19-20 season and has gone on to make 86 appearances and has kept 29 clean sheets for the Hornets. Um, Mike, um, there's lots of talk about Daniel Batman on how his style of play will probably not fit into um, Valerie Ishmael's um, way of wanting to get the ball out from the back and be aggressive and claiming the ball in the air, which he should be doing. Um, would this be a sensible move for Watford to maybe look to move him on so we're not losing him as a, um, a free agent at the end of the season? Yeah, in, in that regard, absolutely. You know, we, we do not want to miss out on any potential money we can get for him because, listen, he gets a lot of stick and we put, obviously, we put a post out when we found out the news and every comment, I don't think I saw one comment saying, oh, why are we getting rid of him? We should keep him. Every comment was like, yeah, we should probably look to sell him. And I was like, shit, man, like, he really doesn't have a big fan club here. But one thing I will give him, when it comes to shot stopping, one of the best in the championship. That is without a shadow of a doubt. Some of the saves I've seen this man pull off are incredible. The problem he's got is the cons outweigh the pros with this guy. Like, yeah. he loses his head. I mean, you got it superbly on camera on your, your match day vlog against uh, Huddersfield. <laughs> um, Brentford uh, away as well in that Premier League season. He lost his head. Luton away in lockdown. Completely lost his head. Don't know what he was doing. Thought he was going to get sent off. Didn't even know if he was going to get back in the goal to, to try and save the penalty. Um, and his he's aerial sort of demanding aerially, he's just, it's not there. I think, I'm trying to think now. Middlesbrough um, at home last season, their goal they scored in like the first minute or so. Like it was, it was simple football, a crossing. And he, all he had to do was come out and claim the cross. Didn't they scored? Luckily, we won. But you know, too many times, you know, mistakes have cost us. You know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. Uh, Rotherham at home this season didn't need to parry that. Could have held on to it. And Shane Ferguson's got an, a, an easy enough tap in. And again, there's there's one point that could have been three. So yeah, you know, if, if Ishmael wants to play out from the back, Backman seems to have this knack of getting the ball and then just woofing it up the pitch, hoping that Keenan Davis was able to do something with it. And, you know, a few times you'd see Keenan get frustrated and be like, you need to, you know, don't hit me every time. And I think, yeah, I wouldn't be against another goalkeeper coming in. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not exactly thrilled with the name that's linked. But listen, he's experienced. And if Ishmael thinks that he can suit the system, then... I'm happy to, to get behind him and, and support him. And and hopefully, you know, if it does come to fruition, then absolutely I'll support him. But yeah, I think now's the right time for, for Batman to go. He's He was brilliant in that lockdown season. Um, you know, kept so many clean sheets and part of that um, record-breaking or record-equaling uh, de defensive uh, Watford side. And he's he's had his good time at Watford. But yeah, now, now I think would be the time to move him on. Yeah, and Joe, um, how do you think, how would you rate Daniel Batman's performance for Watford over the last couple of seasons? Obviously, 
he, I think he splits the room, doesn't he? Some people give him the benefit of the doubt and say, no, he's a decent goalkeeper. But there's, there's an awful lot, awful lot of people do not like how he doesn't command his box, doesn't come off his line. Uh, where do you sit with Daniel Batman? Uh, I'm I'm with the uh, get rid, um, unfortunately. Um, he He far too many times would love to gather the ball and threaten to throw the ball, like roll it out, throw it, and he'd go, oh, 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 and then he'd just hold the ball and wait for everyone to get back up pitch and then get rid of the ball. You're like, if you want to do something quick, do it quick. Don't show us you're going to threaten it and then just not do it. He was doing that every week. It's not even just like one, two, three times in a season. It was all the time. Um, but yeah, he... I don't know, it's a weird one because like you you just said, Mike, you, you know, he's one of the best shot stoppers. There's so many times where I was coming out of games and people were going, oh yeah, Batman's had a, you know, he's made some really good saves. And I'm like, I don't actually think he has. There's saves that a keeper should be making. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've got to say, I don't really like him that much. I didn't really like him when he started in a Watfordshire and if his time's coming to an end, He'll be one that I wish well for the future, but let's just try and get as much money as we can. I think we should have sold, to be honest, I don't know why the club didn't get 20, 20 million for him when it was offered last summer or the, wherever it was from Ajax. Ajax wanted him, didn't they? And we said, no, we want to keep hold of him. Um, so, yeah, bit of a waste that. We could have got, could have been quids in there and getting a better keeper now, but... Well, they would have only just wasted it on a goalkeeper that they don't play, just like Maduka Okoye, um, <laughs> uh, which, which we ha- we have got in the background. Um, Katie, um, Chris Ellis has came up saying, should we give Okoye a chance? Would you give him the opportunity to... Um, <laughs> Mike should have shaken his head here, uh, which we're all pretty giggling at, but would, would you give Okoye a chance or would you get rid of him as well? Uh... Mm. Uh, I don't know, maybe back up, but I can't lie, that time he played, he was abysmal, like, he, I've never seen a goalkeeper that bad, like, I understand, maybe he should have had more chance, but as a goalkeeper, you have to be good then and there, otherwise it's going to cost you so much, like, yeah, I, I, if, if it was a case of, like, selling him on for money, I'd probably be like, okay, yeah, let's just move everyone on, because, yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure we signed him for like I don't know what the fee was, but six million, I think it was. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, like we, that's a lot of money, like for what we've got from him, um, and that could have that could go towards something else. So I think, mm. I mean, he probably would go for nothing, but like I definitely think for what we've paid for him, yeah, he's not he's not been he's got the physique, he's got the height, but no, the skill is not there. Yeah, I'm I'm the same as you. Um, Sean Stewart pops up saying, "I don't know why we didn't look at Carl Dolo when he uh, when uh, Hull had him on loan." And I've seen a few teams linked with him in the last couple of days. I think even Bournemouth are looking at him now. Um, he had a good spell at Hull City last season, and obviously a homegrown player as well. Um, Ricky Aldridge, um, hello mate, hope you're well. Um, might be in the minority, um, but I'd be gutted to see um, Batman go. Um, I'm kind of I would maybe give Batman another year, but then he, he just, he's a loose cannon, isn't he? Uh, I think you need that calming figure behind the back four. And I wouldn't trust 
Batman um, with that responsibility. You, you, you saw what it was like for that Huddersfield home game. He just completely saw red. He picked up two yellow cards in the space of about 15 seconds. And then Karate kicked one of their players in the head. And then he was even arguing why he got sent off afterwards. I thought, oh, he's going to get a 10-game ban. Here. He's going to do a power of the county and push over a referee. Yeah. It, it was just embarrassing. And it's just like, you're not doing yourself any favours here, Batman. Just just get down the tunnel. Um, but yeah, um, he is rumoured to be in um, the next one out the door. And yeah, it would probably be sensible if we do look to cash in now instead of losing him uh, as a free at the end of the season. Um but a player who has been confirmed as in coming in is Matthias Martin. He's agreed a new loan deal that will see the Brazilian return back to Vicarage Road for the upcoming season. And the 19-year-old um, originally signed on loan from Indonesia in, uh, in January last year. And he was actually the highest transfer fee in Syria uh, in January, which is ridiculous as well, considering he loaned him straight back out to Watford. Um, so he made six appearances for Watford last season, all under Slavon Village, and he'll be returning back next season. Um, the former Fluminese youngster has recently been with the Brazil under-20 um, squad for the World Cup, scoring twice. Uh, Joe, are you, how, how do you feel about um, Mateus Martins? Do you think he's a good prospect for the future? Do you think he can maybe do something next season, maybe get a starting role or be an impact player off the bench? What do you reckon? Um, I, I would give him a chance. I thought in the games that he played, he looked exciting going forward. Um, I think um, I watched a couple of uh, games with highlights from the um, under-23s games and there was the um, game he scored a hat-trick. Um, I can't remember, I think it was against Leeds, was it in the in one of the under-23 cup matches. I mean, all three goals were sublime finishes. Like, you know, he can clearly strike a ball. He can clearly move with a ball at his feet as well, which is which is what we've come to see from these young Brazilians that we've had at the club over the last few years at Watford. Um, so, yeah, 100% for me, I think he's got to be given a chance. I actually think he'll be... Um, I think he'll be a big prospect, and I think if he does well, I think he'll he'll probably be another one that the Pozos in a year or two, if he if he hits the dizzy heights of Richarlison and Jao Pedro, will probably be another one that moves on for a thirty million plus transfer fee for the for the Pozos in a um, in a couple of seasons, maybe. But yeah, give him give him a chance this season for me. Yeah, and um, we'll move on from Matthias Martins. To a guy who's been rumoured to a, a move to Vicarage Road, uh, Watford are in advanced talks over the signing of former um, West Bromwich Albion midfielder Jake Livermore. Um, the, the former England international is a free agent following the expiry of his contract at the Hawthorns at the end of June. Uh, the 33-year-old is currently training with Watford with a view of finalising a one-year deal. Uh, Livermore would bring that added experience to the team following the, the departure of Tom Cleverley. Um, he has had more than 200 appearances for West Brom, including 37 last season. Um, he began his career at Tottenham Hotspur before loan spells at Derby County, Itchwich Town, and then Leeds United and then he's also had a stint at Hull City before moving to West Bromwich Albion Mike um, there's lots of mixed reactions about Livermore potentially coming in um, how, how do you feel about this potential uh, arrival? Um, on one hand he is an experienced championship player and he's a leader 
Uh, I've got a mate who's a West Brom fan, and as soon as I heard the news, I sort of said, you know, what what's the crack? And he said, bad signing in my opinion. He's obviously still got the touch and pass of a decent player, but his legs went about three years ago and he can't keep up, especially in the Championship. Um, and he's, he went on to say he has been a good player and he has been good for them, uh, but he's not sure how he got the move. Uh, and he also said, though, um, just to weigh out that negative response I got from him, he said he's a good influence on the dressing room, uh, in the dressing room and on the pitch, always very vocal. So, um, you know, it sounds like we're getting a leader, someone that always ch- uh, talking on the pitch. And we've just lost two leaders, uh, natural leaders in the form of Cathcart and Cleverley. So, listen, I, do I expect him to play week in, week out? No. Would I be annoyed if he did? Yes. But he's an experienced championship head and he's uh, he's a leader. So I'll, I'll I'll back him if he comes in. I'll back him 100%. Yeah, he would bring that leadership skills for him, um, for Watford, which we are going to be missing from, obviously, um, Cathcart and Cleverley. Um, but, Katie, who, who would you throw for the, the captain armband to in the summer? You wouldn't give it to Livermore, who's just came through the, the door, I imagine. Would it be a current Watford player? Um, yeah, it would probably, it's so hard because, like, my mind automatically goes to, like, Portis or someone, but, because, like, apart from him, I literally can't really think of anybody else. Because you wouldn't want to give it to somebody who's just come in because they don't really, like, know that, like, they haven't been here. So I can, I think Portis, because he just, he just gives, like, leadership vibes he just gives, you just get, I just get that from him. Everybody else, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, and because we've kind of lost all our, like, captains. You know, we, we lost, you know, Zhao, Cleverly, Cathcart. There's not really anybody else who I, my mind kind of goes to. Yeah, not Cabaselli. <laughs> no, but it will probably go to him. Like, I'm not going to um... lie. I wouldn't pick him. You know what? I was thinking about it earlier and I was thinking, oh, we've got rid of Clevs, we've got rid of Cathcart. Cabaselli's been at the club for a long time. Is he going to fit Ismail's style of play? Yes, because it it is more comfortable with the ball at his feet. He can bring the ball out from the back. Is he going to start week in, week out? If we play a free at the back, most probably. Is he going to get the captain's armband? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but us fans wouldn't want to see that because obviously there's lots of like disappointment when you hear the name of Christian Cavaselli of what he's produced on that football pitch lately. But wouldn't it just be our luck that we've we've gonna announce a new club captain and then it'll be like surprise Christian Cavaselli, new club captain. <laughs> um Joe, where would you stand on the new um, captain for what for this season? Would you maybe give it to the likes of maybe Jake Livermore, who, who comes in? He's obviously captain West Bromwich Albion in the last couple of seasons. Or, or would you give it to um, Ryan Porteous? But also, it's great to see that Watford bringing in that leadership skills that we've all been crying out for. We need those leaders in and around this squad. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. You know, as um, as Katie just said, I would probably. Um, I'd probably go with uh, with Porteous, hundred um, percent. When it, when you see him playing for Scotland, he is so commanding at the back, and um, you can see that he's he's going to be a he's going to be if he's not a captain this year, 
uh, I can see it being in the next couple of years if he's still with us then. Um, but yeah, you know what? I, As much as I would disagree with it, if it was Livermore, I've just got this feeling that Ishmael's brought him in or will bring him in and he will make him captain because he, he's used to him. He knows He knows everything about what he's like on a pitch. He knows that he's going to be talking all the time. He's going to be getting in people's ears. He's going to be telling people to do this, do that. And that's exactly what we need in the midfield. And if he's going to be doing that, he's not going to just be there to just to make up the numbers. I I, I can see it being Livermore, if I'm being honest with you. That's that's my opinion. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Mike, when do you reckon they'll probably announce like a club captain, maybe like a week before the start of the season? Yeah, I, I think keep an eye on who's got it tomorrow. Uh, it won't mean much, to be honest. But um, I would imagine they want to get a few more players through the door. And yeah, it'll be sort of one of the last things I announced, I'd imagine. But um, I, I agree with you, Ben. I really, really, not saying I agree with this, but I really wouldn't be surprised if it goes to Cabba. Yeah, same. I think he's in his final year of his contract as well. So I, I, I wouldn't want to give someone who's got one year left on his contract the captain's armband. It just doesn't make sense to me. But then I'm, I'm, I was also thinking now Craig Cathcart's actually left the club. Who, who is our longest serving player now? Like if, if we just have a quick think now between ourselves, I'm thinking it will probably be Christian Cavaselli, and then it might be maybe someone like Ken Semmer. I can't, I can't really think of anyone else that's been at the club for an awful long time, unless someone's, um, I, I just can't think of. Any well, you can think of anyone? now that Cathcart's left, he was the last remaining one from the promotion team in 14-15. Um, so it would have to be the season after um, the, our first season back in, in the Premier League. Um, and I'm just thinking now, I don't actually think we've got any of those left. Um yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> KT, Joe, is anyone come to your mind that's probably the longest serving up there with Cab and Emma? Um, I'm trying to, I mean, I mean, we're talking, what, maybe four or five years. Sar has been with us for, what, four years now? Well, imagine if it's just now to Sar. It was because it was pre-COVID. Pre it was the year before COVID he joined, wasn't it? So, yeah, I think like January 19th, team maybe that spring so I could be totally wrong there um, but I can't no I genuinely can't think no. who's we'll probably, we'll probably go with Cabaselli and um, Ken Semmerven maybe because um, they they were both in and around the team when we had that FA Cup final um, running and then I know we've changed our squad a lot since then um, um, sorry to interrupt I've just checked and the longest serving is Christian Cabaselli he joined on the 1st of July 2016. And then the second longest is Daniel Backman. He joined a year later, 1st of July 2017. And then it's Ken Semmer. And then, believe it or not, the fourth is uh, Tom Deli Bashira. <laughs> <laughs> right, brilliant. Fair enough. Um, and then we've got uh, Russ Pottenham who actually came up and confirming as well, saying Batman if he stays. So, yeah been the second longest serving player of Watford but just shows how much of a turnaround we've had lately and all these players been shifting out now it really gets rid of those deadwood players that we have had in and around the side that we've had on long contracts for an awful long time at the club and now we're looking to move them on um we are just going to wrap it up very quickly um and it was news that broke earlier on this evening um it's 
Cisco Munoz has been uh, revealed as a new Sheffield Wednesday manager. The 42-year-old has succeeded Darren Moore, whose Sheffield Wednesday's departure was confirmed 21 days after he guided the club to promotion via the League One playoffs. They literally won the game with about 30 seconds left to go. I can't believe they made that change, Phil, because he, he worked wonders at that club. They were 4-0 down in the first leg against Peterborough United. They turned it around at home. Uh, and then sacked him after 21 days after the promotion. But they replaced him quickly. They've got Cisco Munoz in. Um, he spent nine months in charge of Watford um, between 2020 and 2021. He guided a couple of promotion. Uh, he was uh, he came in and guided us to promotion. I think he joined the club about December. First game of the season for him was at home to Norwich City, where he picked up a massive victory against them. Uh, but yet yeah, he's now in charge of the Owls at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Joe, do you see this working well for Cisco? Um, they've got owners that are, I don't think they really back their managers fully. Do you think he's going to get the time that he needs to maybe implement what he wants from his team? Um, I'll be honest, I was really, really shocked. Um, but then seeing some of the names that they've had linked there over the past couple of weeks, I've seen that um, the guy that they had before, is his name Carverhell? Is it was there before? Is it Carverhell was um, linked again? Um, Paul Lintz was linked with the job. Stephen Gerrard was linked with the job. Um, so they, they've had a fair few names and then seeing it was Munoz earlier on was just a, a big, big surprise. Um, I don't know if I'm being honest. It's one of those where, like you say, the owners don't really, from what I've heard, they don't have much involvement in the club. They're overseas a lot. They don't really get involved too much. It's, like, it's, like, it's the complete and utter opposite to what they, the Pozos were like at um, at Watford, so they were in and around the training ground all the time. He's now going to have owners that he's probably going to see maybe once um, in all the time he's at the club. But, you know, good luck to him. And they're a well-supported club. They'll back him, I'm sure. And, and hopefully, you know, I want to see him do well. He's, he's a great guy. Probably one of my favourite managers at Watford over the last 10 years, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, no, Katie did fantastic with Watford when he came in. I think the squad were lacking that belief. There was luck, lacking the togetherness. Cisco came in with his personality, bubbly um, personality, his big smile, um, the presence he brought to the team. It just lifted us, didn't he? And it was exactly what we needed at that time. And then it just unfortunately didn't work out in the Premier League under Cisco. But he's definitely going to give the Sheffield Wednesday players his personality and try and lift them, won't he? Um, he he's gonna, do you think he'll be a good fit for Sheffield Wednesday? I mean, I have to say, like, his the time he was at Watford, apart from, like, the FA Cup, like, Javi Gracia period, he was definitely one of my, like, the best <clears throat> football to watch. The club was at, like, a really great place. Like, I actually enjoyed the football like it was good it was really good and it was obvious that like he had a real connection with the players that we have we've been yet to see since um they obviously respected him and you know I remember when they were interviewing players and they were saying we want to win for the manager they were like we want to run through brick walls for him or something like that and I was like they he obviously connects really well with the players 
and I have no doubts that he'll do the exact same at Sheffield Wednesday. It's it's more of a bigger task, I think. Like it's a big job, but honestly, I think he'll. I think he'll. You know, if he brings the positivity that he brought here, I, I literally think he'll do great. And I think, honestly, wish him all the best of luck. And I can't wait to see him do well. Well, you you won't have to wait long. Um, Mike, my next question to you is: Sheffield Wednesday travel to Vicarage Road on Saturday, the twenty first of October. Do you think Valerie Ishmael or Kiko Munoz, uh, Kiko Munoz, uh, Cisco Munoz will still be in charge with their clubs, or do you expect at least one of them will be gone by then, or both? Uh, it depends. How many games will we have played by that game? Um, four, October, I'd say about fifteen games, maybe. Yeah, I think three, six, eight. It's about twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, very valid question. On any other fo- football podcast, you'd be mad for asking that, Ben. But yeah, it, it, maybe maybe Paul Ince will uh, will have taken the hot seat by then. Um, I, I'm sure it's part of the contract for Tom. But now, listen, I, I'm I'm buzzing for him. Um, such a nice guy. And Katie just mentioned there that other than the FA Cup final season, it was it was one of her favourite seasons. And I know that the lockdown football was was a bit of a, a mess for everyone. And I know a lot of people didn't like it because it didn't feel like football or real life. For me, I, I absolutely loved it. Like I know we were stuck in our homes and there was a bigger picture going on, but it was brilliant. You know, we, we were we were winning regularly and it's just pure vibes, isn't it? And I think the, the players just bought into that. You know, you can feed and bounce off energy like that. And um, I, I was telling my missus tonight that um, he's been appointed and, says, oh, which one's he? Uh, and uh, I, I said, he's not been one since we've been together. And I just said to her, I says, look, I says, you know, tactically, he might have been out of his depth at times. But at the end of the day, he comes in, he's smiling, he's bouncing off the walls. And, you know, he's just a lovable guy. Like, he wouldn't say boo to a goose. And sometimes players just feed off that energy. Uh, I, I think he was perhaps slightly helped a, a bit more at Watford because the squad we had for the championship that season was was insane. So, you know, it, it was almost like, you know, he, he'd have done well not to get us promoted. But look, Vladimir Ivic tried his best at not getting us promoted. But um, I, I wish him nothing but the best other than those two games against us. Um, can I see him last in the season? No. I think the, the Sheffield Wednesday owner is a bit of a fruit loop, to be honest. Uh, and he'll probably pull the trigger soon enough. But, yeah, I wish him nothing but the best. And I'm gutted because we were meant to interview him. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that's letting the cat out of the bag here, but uh, we, we'd sort of got him in the pipeline and, and, and asked the question, and, and now he's gone to Sheffield Wednesday. So I'd imagine he'll be uh, busy busy trying to get them uh, up and firing. But, no, best of luck to him. The, yeah, just a quick... Sorry. Just sorry, just a quick one. I was just going to say, do you think he'll try poaching any Watford players? Um, I wouldn't be surprised actually if Troy Deeney maybe goes. He uh, he put a good look at as well. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I was I was thinking about it, and I I did think I was, when I saw it, I thought well, it's going to be interesting to see now if he tries to get any of our players. Imagine Troy Deeney goes there. That's. <laughs> Did you well, see him tweet he, earlier as well? He, he he wished him luck and said yeah. he was really happy for him as well. I haven't yeah. seen the replies to his comment, but I imagine loads of Sheffield Wednesday 
fans have replied on it saying, are, are you joining? Are you joining? Um, it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he rocks up there. Mm. Yeah, so uh, it could be, inter- could be interesting. The yeah, Avengers yeah. back together again. Yeah. <laughs> be very different to the one, uh, the, the last season when Birmingham City played and the, uh, he was injured and he walked across the rookery from his box to the changing room. I, uh, I think he'd be a brave man to try and do that again after a, a certain podcast. But you know he'd, he'd turn up and score, don't you? So uh, yeah. no, no. Good, good luck to uh, to Cisco. I, I'm, I'm buzzing for him, man. He's he's, he's a proper nice guy. Yeah. yeah, I echo that. And yeah, it, it is a shame that um, we we might not be able to interview him now. But hopefully, this there'll be an opportunity at some point where we can get. Um, to talk to him because yeah, lovely guy, probably one of the nicest guys in football. Um, he did a lot for Watford Football Club, and it must have been hard for him to as well to join Watford during the COVID period and not really having that interaction with fans. But saying that, he did bring that interaction. He he went above and beyond to try and build that connection with the fans through social media. And yeah, I, I can't thank him enough for that because that that was a difficult period in all our lives where we're not able to attend football matches. And he, he did make it feel like we were closer to our football club during that period. We definitely didn't feel that through Vladimir, which I don't think he could give two <laughs> shit, to be honest. But Cisco, he really cared and uh, and he he loves Watford Football Club. And I imagine if it doesn't work out too well at Sheffield Wednesday or it does go well at Sheffield Wednesday, he'll still be really fond of his time at Watford Football Club and he'll hold it very close to his heart. So, yeah, best luck to Cisco. And we'll, we'll look to wrap it up now. Um, I know we were joking. Well, I say joking. I, I'm a bit paranoid about time on this podcast um, saying, oh, we must keep it under 45 minutes. Must keep it under 45 minutes. One hour, nine minutes. Um, so we've done well there. Uh, maybe that's <laughs> down to me not being very good at hosting, wrapping things up. But, you know, we just get into the swing of things and we've all got a lot to say. Um, so I do apologise that we haven't got round to the questions that you guys have entered in. Um, we will maybe look to do a podcast, a separate podcast, maybe towards the end of this week where we actually answer all your questions that you've sent in um we are looking to give you more content going forward this season you've already seen it with our low uh, the voices of vic lowdown um podcast where we are interviewing opposition fans when we've signed what the players uh players from the opposition um teams we're also going to be doing preview shows going forward as well um and then the review shows will be back as well and so we are going to give you guys lots of um, content going forward um so you can catch us on spotify apple Podcasts, google uh, music as well and obviously youtube which we're recording on now um, make sure you hit those like buttons hit the subscribe button so you know you're notified when we're gonna about to go online um and just quickly a few comments before we wrap it up uh you on TV, Pete from Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. He says, "Hey guys, loving the new lineup and content, top stuff. Uh, hope you well, Pete, and um, continue your good work with Do Not Scratch Your Eyes." Um, and Ben, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Can um, I thank just you for- say, Ben, before you yeah. wrap it up, a little bit of a plea. You mentioned now at the end to hit that like button and subscribe button. Um, I did a bit of digging. I, I've had a bit of spare time on my hands recently, and a large portion a large percentage, sorry, of the, you guys watching this at home or wherever you are now aren't actually subscribed to us. It takes two seconds. And like Ben said, every time we go live, you'll get a notification. 
I'm subscribed, obviously, on my other account, and I'll get a notification to say we've gone live. To uh, let, Let's turn that percentage round of non-subscribers to subscribers. It means a lot to us. And uh, as Ben said, there's going to be a lot of content put out this season. So hit that subscribe button. Yeah, thank you everyone for your continued support. It does really mean a lot to me, Mike, Joe, Katie and Cameron as well. And yeah, we're excited for the new season. It's a new season. We've got new members. We've got new content. And hopefully it will be a positive season for what the football club. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back soon. Stay safe, everyone. And come on, you ones.